Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm Nina's Elusive Orgasm. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. It's about a girl who gets turned into a swan and she needs love to break the spell. But her prince falls for the wrong girl, so she kills herself. I got a little homework assignment for you. Go home and touch yourself. Live a little. The new production needs a new swan queen. A fresh face to present to the world, by which we can embody both the swan, the white, and the black. Cue. Hey, cue the theme song. Get warmed up. No, it's okay. I'm good. I was only guessing the white swan should be yours. Now show me your black swan, Nina. Tama! Yes! It can't be her. It can't be her. She's after me. She's trying to replace me. Nobody's after you. Tomorrow's yours. Just give a great performance and you won't have to worry about Lily or anybody else. That's perfect. Alright. Let's dance. For about a 10-year period from 2000 leading up to 2010, Darren Aronofsky and Natalie Portman had a dream. A dream to make a movie about ballet dancing and throw some creepy psychological horror shit in there as well. And what did we get? 2010's Black Swan. Um, Natalie Portman, Vincent Cassell, Mila Kunis, Winona Ryder... Barbara Hershey, a couple other faces you would no doubt recognize, like Sebastian Stan from the Avengers movies, making a little uh, the Winter a little appearance as Boy Toy Number One. Yeah, Winter Soldier, man. That's the guy. Mark Margolis also. Uh, it's always nice to see him, uh, who plays uh, what's his name from Breaking Bad, the uncle, Salamanca. What? Um, yeah, this one, uh, interesting that a psychological kind of thriller slash horror movie like this did as well as it did because made for 13, um, and you can see that it's just, you know, it doesn't have to be expansive. It's in the studio, it's in the apartment, it's on the street sometimes. Um, so you can see how this would be done for 13. Um, if this is how you make a movie look for that price, then yeah, that that's okay. And then making 300 and plus, 330 maybe around there, worldwide. This doesn't seem on its face like the kind of movie that would do that well. Did Spielberg's creepy one do that well? With, mm, uh, um, with what's one? his name? His creepy one. <laughs> his creepy one. Uh, uh, Saving Private Ryan? Player One? <laughs> No, uh, not, not, <laughs> no, Scorsese, sorry, Scorsese, not, not, uh, not Spielberg, Scorsese's with, uh, what's his creepy one, uh, Island, St- Stutterface Island. Oh, Shutter, Shutter Island. Island? Shutter Island, isn't it? Yeah, that's hmm. it. Yeah, okay, Shutter Island, right on. I'm just looking yeah, that yeah. up really quick so that I can say, that made 300 million too. I've never seen it. That You've never seen lot. Shutter Island? Nope. It would have cost overall a disappointment. Yeah, that's what I heard. Well, so I just never it, got around what a to fun it. experience. It like is, the movie's yeah. not not worthwhile. There's okay. some good shit. 
Oh, Brad but Ruffalo Simon, but that too. cost eighty million. Mark to me. Ruffalo. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, you same always year. call him Brad the same Ruffalo. Hey? I know. I always do call him Brad. It's weird. You do. It's weird. You seem to have <laughs> Brad of is the family Ruffalo stuck into your head. Is there a Brad Ruffalo? I don't no. know. I don't. Think I don't so. I've never met him. I've never maybe, maybe Brad Ruffalo. Him, so he doesn't exist. Banged old lady Ruffalo and made Oof. Mark Ruffalo. Yep. That there you have it. There you have it. All right. Um, so what, you can tell us what the movie's about. The movie's about Jonathan. Do you want to do it? I'll do it. Nina dances her ass off, Nina. and she has a really strange mommy. Bum bum bum. Yes. Yeah, and then mommy. a guy kisses her, and he she bites his lip. And then she sort of loses her mind. Seeing lesbian <laughs> it's a, shit. It's a dance behind, movie, la, but la, la, la. <laughs> yeah, like it was a musical. Yeah. So I guess yeah. Um, She's Nina, also Nina's losing a, her mind before yeah. the kiss. N- Nina has some problems. Um, her dad's not around. How old is she, by the way? Mid twenty mids, I would guess. Yeah. Mid twenties. Okay, she's playing mid twenties. Um, played by Natalie Portman, who put in a lot of time to learn the art of ballet. Um, she is a dancer with a company of dancers and wants to get the lead role and needs to prove that she has personality. So, when her uh, not her coach, what's that guy called? He's there. Instructor? Leader, he's like instructor, the director, the director yeah, guy. He's he's, director. he's just yeah. He's got a real interesting style, and that means doing things like in order to make this girl realize her potential, I'm just gonna start kissing her and see what she does. Our, and she, our, she bites t- his lip, touching, so he gives her the lead. She, he also goes over the pants with her when yes, he does. He does. Well. Yeah, but I actually uh, like that shit because what he does is he forces her. To 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 react, so By that forcing he can himself see. on her. Yeah, I mean, no, no, it's, it's not true. a good way. It's, it's not. It's, it's not the right way. But it's no, definitely questionable. No, absolutely, and I'm not but endorsing it, but that. But I'm worked. saying what he gets from her, yeah, is the bite, and he doesn't persist. Right, he seems to give what he thinks is okay. Yeah, right? like he thinks she wants it. So he does it, and she reacts, and then I he settles with it. But he yeah. also is able to acknowledge in that moment, like that she's fucking, like he, like he says, "I saw a hint of the black swan there." Like, yeah, he sees that she has something to her, some grit, right? But there's yeah. also like, an I, end to his means because it sounds like. He's setting her up with his advances that once he gets her to where he wants her to be, which is like the star of the show, his little princess, then he's going to start sleeping with her. Like, so he's like, he's like, he's probably done this and manipulated people many times and then just makes them their, his lover after he makes them, you know, molds them into whatever Maybe that's shape, his magic. It's certainly shape that he, he tries, but I don't know yeah. that he persists if he fails. I think he tries to bang the leading lady but if it fails he likes takes a step back and works into the direct role right but i i think maybe but i think he He doesn't seem to he fucking every time she fights back he is proud yeah but but that's also could be manipulation if he keeps doing it well directors manipulate 
That's know, what their fucking job is. It, it, seems, it all seems assault. purposeful. Like I a lot of his method. greatest movies is because the directors absolutely manipulated their actors and yeah. created environments or forced them. Like think about Saving Private Ryan. Matt Damon wasn't part of the boot camp. The rest of them were. Why? To create some sense of animosity towards Matt Damon for being special. Directors do this. So he does it inappropriately because he forces sexual advances on her. But the way that he reacts so respectfully, it almost looks like it's by design. It like is. It's I very know it weird. It, I think it is by design. I think it is by design too, but I think once again the end result is not only does he make her better, but he makes her his bedmate like down the road. So once again, he's I mean, assaulting her sexually. She'll be completely reliant on his approval. Yeah, that's exactly. that's what he wants. Yeah. And that will also come with an insane like passion that he'll turn probably into a sexual thing because Lost, yeah. there will be a time period, maybe even up to a year, when he'll have like her around his finger and be dancing amazingly because of it will be the weird part of the equation. She'll never dance better because she'll be totally dedicated to him and he'll get the best out of her. And then after that, she'll be emotionally damaged. Then I would ask, what is your job as a director? Is it to do that and get to get the best performance (laughs) and expect that your actors come in as willing participants in the arena or is it the other, you know? Yeah, I I think um, I think he was willing to do whatever it took to put on something amazing to organize Certainly. it, and and you do have to push people to get the best of them. From any coach of any team would know that. Yeah, he goes about it in a weird way, but he but the way he goes about it, you can tell, like he he's looking for he's looking to get a reaction out of her. He's he's like putting stuff out there for her to pick up and see if she'll change, and and it works. Yeah. Uh, it just so happens that she is way more unstable in the other part of her life. If I can continue with the synopsis there, boys, you're getting interrupted <laughs> me to have arguments about shit as I just get going. I'm Let me get so back to it. Sorry. No, it's all good. Her uh, mom, Nina's <laughs> mom, is super messed up. So is her home life. It, it goes dark real quick. Um, and then uh, what's her name? Lily shows up and uh, immediately starts to catch the attention of Nina, but not in a good way, in more of a competition way. And Nina just starts losing it. There's so much pressure. There's so much shit going on. She sees herself. She sees Lily. She sees her mom. It's like all over the place. Ah, what's going to happen? But she's going to perform in Black Swan and be the lead role. So we'll see how that goes by the end. Stab, stab the abdomen. Okay, so <laughs> stop that. So wait, so back to the point we were talking about earlier, though. Okay. I heard I heard Rob Lowe and another actor talking the other day about the Outsiders, and Rob Lowe was saying that the what are the two groups in the Outsiders? Ones are the good guys, ones are the bad guys. The Soches, and the and the um, you know whatever those guys are. The Soches yeah. are the bad guys. Anyway, they put them in different hotels, and he put the Soches in a more expensive hotel. And he put all the guys that weren't in the socials in a cheaper hotel and they got special treatment on the set and stuff. And both Rob Lowe and the other actor were saying that actors hate this because yeah. they all they know what the director is doing, but they're like, I'm a good actor. Just tell me what you want from me and I'll do it. You don't have to like trick me like with all these tricks and like all these manipulations. Just fucking tell me what you want from me and I'll give it to you. 
So uh, a lot of actors don't like that kind of head game shit that directors do. I mean, that very reaction seems to be exactly what the director is looking for by doing that. But they just think it's silly. I mean, them feeling like that is almost is almost proving the fucking uh, the the practice. But they but they were just they were just saying how it's kind of out of date and silly that people still do that. Well, does anyone say that Daniel Day-Lewis fucking method acting is silly? Because I would put those in the same camp. No, and no, I he's think doing everyone that to agrees himself, that fucking though. What? If he's method acting, that's his choice as the actor. The director isn't manipulating him into method acting. Oh, fair point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, same with um, Apocalypse Now. Martin yeah. Sheen had a heart attack on set and they were pushing him really hard. And, um, and a nervous breakdown. That poor fuck, Coppola man. was pushing him like insanely hard in that scene. Insane. If you ever watched, seen the documentary. Um, yeah. Heart of Darkness. Heart of Darkness, yeah. Like to show that stuff is absolutely insane how they were bashing him and it was crazy. Him. And there was a lot of drugs on the set too. So, and boozed. Uh, he was drunk. Yeah, that's they all enablement. And they but I mean, have I'm going to tell you that I, if I'm Martin Sheen, for instance... Or Natalie Portman, and I go into this movie. I have an agreement that I'm a willing participant in this experiment. Yeah. So I feel like that's okay. If you approach I don't know, it for be the, the art, same, right? Yeah, like this would be the same as Whiplash, the movie Whiplash. You guys seen yeah, that one? Yeah, yeah of course, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So Great is movie. is that? teacher at the end of the movie right for making the drummer what he was putting him through all that horrible stuff and and then the drummer's like so dedicated to like do this crazy thing but physically abuses him yeah exactly mentally abuses exactly him as well. that's yeah. why these movies are interesting because this one explores that to some extent yeah but her her uh her darkness is much more spread out um, okay, let's over talk many about, different let's, things. Let's talk about her darkness for a second because okay. I haven't sure. seen this movie in a long time. It's been I've a while. I've never seen it. I know and I knew you hadn't. I think John had, right? I only saw it once when yeah. it came out. I think I kind of did too. I think I might have saw it twice. But I don't remember it being so slow. Like a lot of... Uh, like things are very, very slow. Like the the... It's almost like they waited too long to get to... The goods. Natalie Portman compared this to Rosemary's Baby, um, because of the pacing. And mm-hmm. if you consider well, there is, that yeah. it, it's not as paced as Rosemary's Baby. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I th- like I watched it with John. John and I watched together, and um, John had commented when we were watching it that, I mean, it seemed to be taking a while to get to where we knew we were going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. I think more than halfway. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I watched it on the, I watched it by myself when I was going home on the bus and uh, it was great. The lights were off. I had my, my headsets on to shut out the world and it was actually yeah, this a great is way a long term bus, let's say. Yeah. Not like a fucking yeah. <laughs> city bus. City where bus. It's crazy. Yeah. It was a, it was going on vacation to see my folks bus. So yeah, it was yeah. a couple of hours ride. Yeah. But I was a good way to watch it. Because I I just completely zoned into my iPad and watched it like there with my noise canceling headsets, but it was I found the same thing. It, you you can't you're leaving your audience hanging too long to understand like what it what what is happening, 
Um, there, it's you can't have an hour of that. I don't think. I think that's too long. It focuses like this movie gives plenty of time to the world of th- this ballet company. Yeah. Um, setting up the the competitiveness. That's something that hit me right away. Like that, it's not just about being good and getting the best role, but that like you're also always fighting with everybody for the top position and the top are resented and the, you it's see like the very clicks. Yeah, within within even the same company, right? Yep, yep. So and that, and that all makes sense and is believable. It does they, sure. because they spend a lot of time with it, and so you can really buy it. And then um, Nina seems to require the help uh, in becoming a better dancer by learning how to let go. I, I, we've already talked this to death, so we don't need to get back into it. But it was inappropriate the way it went down, but once she solves that part of it and dances like with her heart, I guess, and or unconsciously, she kind of figures it all out. Um, so that her development, her arc of like that part of her professional career is like something that actually moves substantially forward. It's just that the other part of her takes so long to, to present as a real problem. It's like the the first hour of this movie is the tiniest little hints that something is off with like the rash on her back yeah, and like maybe once or twice seeing herself or a weird reflection or something off. There's that painting like that. where the eyes move. Yeah. Yeah. So it just, it, it took, it takes a long time. So that I don't recall a, a, um, a, a thriller or, or psychological movie like this taking quite so long to deliver on that and then for that part of it not to quite be the the overwhelming bit um like it's low-key her psychosis it, like some crazy things happen when her wings come out and yes she stabs herself but it's like it it doesn't come to this big crux of like she goes absolutely batshit crazy and like kills everybody in the theater or or whatever it's all like kind of low-key just happening to her in her mind and then and then we move along so it's not like um i'm trying to think of an an example of where people are going crazy in movies to different to different extents but nothing's popping to mind it's slow it could be a good record it could be a good representation of of what happens to somebody when they when they suffer for their work or whatever you want to call it and uh and then they just they, it's too much and they kill themselves I right. mean like it could be as simple as that like but they that the, to me that's more feels like what the story is because all of the things she's seeing and stuff um, that she believes are real are just like like you said a psychosis that no one else is seeing well the movie makes you question what what's real and what's not because she sees some pretty detailed things that apparently didn't happen uh like lily going back to her place at all um i got to question by the end of the movie like like brent said at one point maybe is is she looking after her mother instead of the other way around and her mom's kind of crazy and then i was wondering is her mom real or is her mom's crazy outbursts real maybe Nina is, is dreaming the, the, the interactions between them up and it that's why mom is so confused. The way, it never the indicates way that, that though. No, it doesn't, but it, it indicates. So it gives us both the fiction and the nonfiction 
but it expresses them similar. And so John's right. We do the movie does a it does us a disservice in that aspect because it never gives us a way to tell what's real or not real. But that is not a disservice in the way that the movie is giving us her perspective. And so we are put in a position of what is real, what isn't real. We're watching this and we're thinking, obviously some of this is imagined. Yep. And, but at, at the point where we see like, like Mila Kunis come back to her place and them have a sexual experience that never actually happens. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Once we see that type of experience, um, imagined, then it draws into like our realm, like what else could be imagined? Yeah. And the answer is, is it something that we've seen? Is it something we've seen? Cause they do it again with the stabbing at the end where exactly, that never happened. Yeah. And so then you're just like, okay, like it, it's interesting, right? That, that, that happened in her mind and you want to see what happens next. But then it just was like, oh, so you're showing me the reality that was fake and revealing only after that it didn't really happen. I'm like, well, what else did you do that for that I don't know about? And so then that's just why I was like, is her, her mom is like a super, um, uh, interesting character and in that like she the lady who plays her just got the right amount of crazy and the outbursts are very um, the outbursts the mom has are very uh, what's the book one misery very oh, Kathy yeah. Bates and misery like like just the mom's boom, well outburst. yeah like that that lady did a did a great job I'm gonna I'm gonna find her name <clears throat> I think all of the actors did did a good job of playing their roles including Melia Kunis and yeah. And the guy who plays the instructor, and the woman Erica who Sires, Sayers. Yeah, there you go. The star of the the star of the the one that's on her way out, um, and is dating the uh, instructor. Winona Ryder. Yeah, yeah, she she's great too. Um, yeah. Once again, there's nothing wrong with the performances and stuff. It it always comes down again to the. I feel like the script. Uh, there's something wrong with the script. The. It takes too long to get this thing We're, going. It's not a what's long the inciting movie, incident? but it feels so much longer. I, 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 I would guess that she gets the role. That's if that's what it is. We that were wondering we, too. That was half an hour in, like to, or twenty four minutes, wasn't it, Brent? When we looked at the clock there, because I was like, this feels like it's it. definitely twenty plus. Yeah, yeah. And so so I, I would think that that is the inciting incident. Yeah, but it felt more like the start of the second act. No, agreed. It was in that place. Because what, what happens? I think we can agree that irregular that? structure doesn't detract necessarily from overall performance. But are you saying that the structure being different is a super negative because they don't well, express it properly? Well, because you as a as an observer, you as an audience member when you see what the inciting incident is, then you have a sense of what the, what the point of the movie is or the direction that it's going to go from there. And well, until you have that, you're like in limbo. Well, let's boil it down then. What is the movie about? It's about her getting the role, right? Mm -hmm. So the inciting incident... Is it or incident, is it about her losing her mind? No, it's not about her losing her mind. It's about her inner struggle. Like what these things are is the visual manifestations so that we get 
the idea of the complexity of of someone's mind that is like battling for this right like in their mind not only are they dealing with like am i good enough but also like this person wants my role and this person wants my role and all that stuff so i feel like all these things that we're seeing in here are like they're metaphors almost like visual metaphors right which movies do quite commonly obviously um but i feel like I don't. Well, what I feel like is I don't remember what my original point was. <laughs> well, my point is that I think it's not about that, but I think it's about a person who's a perfectionist who dies for her perfection. And, sure, and, but what and, is her, and gets what is it. her struggles during that perfection? Her struggle is that that is her struggles. Am I perfect enough? Are her struggles? The people that are competing against her because that's exactly my point those struggles are all there but i'm just saying it's about a perfectionist who like dies for her craft very similar to um another movie that darren has what is how do you pronounce his last name aronofsky aronofsky the wrestler are you gonna say the wrestler the wrestler yeah, which ah, was two years before this is which this i would movie, also like to it's do. a very similar movie in fact i think the wrestler is a better movie than this because I think I can, I understand that story and identify with the main character. And it's much stronger in that way because I don't really identify with her and understand. So they're, they're tied together. Aronofsky produced these. Um, he directed both those movies. Yeah, he directed both. But I mean, like, he, like when, he, when he was considering them both, there was a, a harmony of idea. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Between like the ambition of the star and the narcissism and obviously there's a capture of two different sides of that role of someone emerging and someone you know declining but apparently these were both very close um concepts to him when he was developing this and and i like these concepts i stole like for a script that i wrote i stole the idea of someone dying dying doing something they love you know, is is the perfect way to die for them. So that, to me, I'm totally stealing from those ideas. I love those ideas, like the yeah, wrestler. That's not a new idea. No, I mean, but when I saw, age but, old. But, but when I saw that idea, I I connected with that idea in a, such a strong way. So I like that story, but I just don't feel like I just don't feel like they do it in a way that is it doesn't work for me in some way the the first hour of this movie doesn't work yeah for me i like the last 20 25 minutes the most um i think because they start to finally get some thing big things start to happen and once they do that when you're when nothing's happening and something big happens it's so big right yeah it's very exciting (laughs) you're like oh shit something changed um, yeah, it's not static, right? No, I mean, so <clears throat> I hate static. So while you have um, the whole like teacher, uh, mentor, uh, student, whatever relationship thing going on, you have her fighting for her, you know, perfectionism, I think is right. You have her battling her mental illness or whatever is happening to her um, as a result of her environment, her relationship with her mom, like it's all super super complicated and this movie has 
not only the creepy undertones that develop later, but like there's just this sexual energy to the movie the whole way through. They talk about sex a lot. It's like you got to get laid. You got to go home and play with yourself and then you got to go jerk off with your mom sitting next to you. And then well, you, you don't have, have to have do a, that. You do that. Exactly. You got to have a big lesbian fantasy. So like this movie super sexually charged. But no, that's, that's the thing true. too is that like obviously this woman like Natalie Portman is dealing with um sexual conflict, right? Yeah. Okay. She doesn't fantasize ever about a man in the movie. She fantasizes about a woman, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that woman also is a woman she's competing with. So like they might explain it off as that, but I feel like this is someone who is just like coming, like just someone that is just finding themselves as far as exploring that motivation and that aggression to pursue the role that she wants. And then also sexually, she is at home fantasizing about these things and exploring it that way. And I could see you passing it off as like her way to, you know, mentally kind of combat or negotiate the the dilemma between her and Kunis. But mm-hmm. I honestly feel like that that stuff is is a sexual conflict, and it's really like a lot of her finding herself here. Like, We're, and she, be, you're right, and I I agree with what you're saying because she comes off as, and I don't know if she ever answers the question whether she's a virgin or not. I get the feeling that she is a virgin. She doesn't um, seem to have fucked much. That's but she's thing. very childlike and immature, and then she lives with her mother, and when she's around her mother, she's even more so. Yeah, so it's almost you're. T- I think you're. I agree with you when you're saying that stuff. Is she's she hasn't she hasn't explored or discovered her sexuality yet. She doesn't even know what sexual if she's straight. If she's she doesn't know anything about. She has no, no. clue. And so no. so that's just interesting as a very major theme here, along with all the other ones I mentioned with her development, her relationships with people, and it's also her sexual awakening. Um, so there's just a lot going on here. If any of those things, though, were what the story was about, and that was the 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 t- type of movie that this was, I think, because once again, <laughs> they they try and set it up as something's going on and something's happening and something's strange and something's off, but but it's so ambiguous for so long that you get lost in all of the other themes in the weeds and then and then they make it about this thing at the end and then so it just come almost feels like it comes out of nowhere it almost feels like the last 20 minutes don't match the rest of the movie's tone or oh see i well john what do you think about that before i say uh i i i I feel like some of the stuff that's happening at the end, I guess pretty much from when she goes to the club, I think they just needed to get to that. MDMA. Yeah, yeah, but then like that starts the whole spin-off to the change at the end. Um, where she has her like awakening experience, which like didn't really happen, and she starts to stand up for herself a bit more and become more assertive and dance her ass off and do all that and then do the final performance and have all that craziness, like that's what you kind of want to see through the whole movie. I guess that's what you're waiting to get to. So I, I think it just takes too long for my taste to get to get there. 
the director also broke the cardinal rule which is less is more how many we we know the first time we meet her and her mom together we see them together we know their relationship instantly why do i have to see their relationship so much it's way like and you know what i mean are the stuff with there are only really three major scenes with her mom no her mom's in it a ton she's in it a bunch but i mean there's only three real like mom like driving uh, the i don't the, know i feel like her mom like, like should be second that, billing but... her mom's like and once again her mom the acting by her mom is great but yeah, like we focus way too much is never a problem no, no, it's really good. But we like, focus yeah. way too much on their relationship when we get their relationship from the beginning. So I don't need to know how fucked up their relationship is. I knew the first time I met her and her mom and saw them together how fucked up their relationship is. But then you well, see the see, cutting of her I'd fingernails like, and then she's in the bath. And then I she's would like to disagree the about that because the first time we meet her mom, it's not that. Because I was saying at the first time we met her mom, John said... So what are we supposed to think of her mom? And I said, she's a bad mom because I remember watching that much of the movie. I'd watched like the first yeah. 10 minutes or whatever before. And, um, and, but the first interaction with her mom is not bad. Actually, her mom is, yeah. is nice and loving and a good mom. It's not until you see her give the cake. I think there's a small hint before that, but then with the cake, when she like pulls it back, yeah, and the then there's like that life. real throw away. Yeah, that's when you really see. So I feel like there is an advancement of the mom's craziness and the mom's, um, you know, kind of reflection as to her effect uh, on Nina in the grand yeah. scope of things. But you got the cake, you got the fingernails, you got the her sleeping in the chair in her bedroom when she was when she was. Then, to and me, then she, that's um, all escalation. She, she doesn't realize. I, I mean, the the cake's pretty severe. She forced the cake's her daughter not that to severe. Eat. <laughs> oh, My old fucking uh, mother-in-law would do that. She'd be like, "Are you going to eat this? No. Oh, I'm going to throw it away then." And I'd be like, "No, no but the way no, that the way it. that she did that's it, that's like a that's a, that's Eastern European behavior." Well, cutting your fingernails of your little kid is fine too. But once again, she's 25. So, like, yeah. I'm just saying you don't need to see so much of her mom coddling her and you've got to go to sleep. But Don't you have a suicidal tomorrow? But don't you have she a recital clearly, tomorrow? Don't you have a recital but tomorrow? But she, Nina clearly has a problem where she scratches herself because she clearly has, I don't know, bipolar or something, right? Yeah. She clearly has yeah. this thing. And that has clearly happened before where she is unaware anyways nervously scratching is my assumption mm -hmm. and so that's happened previously so her mom caring about that yeah doesn't seem to me to be an overreach that seems to me to be a good mother like she's like i know that you have this anxiety i know that you have this whatever the fuck and you do this like you need to be careful about this and you need to you know let's cut your nails so that if you do it you're not going to harm yourself to me, that's not the level yet. Yeah. No, no, and that's fine. But it's the fact that her mom and hers relationship is she's almost like she's ten, uh, and that's well, that carries throughout in like every scene that yeah. she's a little girl and she and her mom is like overbearing and obsessive about her and her career. Absolutely. See, the deal is you can have she's lots. ten. 
yeah, but then absolutely. you just repeat you rinse and repeat that for the first uh, 90 minutes of the movie you can have well, lots with the mom and daughter to like raise tension and stuff but then we're spending a lot of time with the ballet and then a lot of time elsewhere and then back home so it's just a lot is all it, it ends up feeling like a lot I mean I think without saying how anyone feels about the movie I think we can all agree that this movie could be cut yeah there, there yeah, is yeah. there is very <laughs> easy cuts to be made to this and movie it would be front that end wouldn't it would be front end it at all yeah, it'd be yeah. all front. It'd be all front end. Yeah, yeah. You don't get rid of the end. The end's great. No, no. The end, everything yeah. after she goes to the club because once again the club is finally something different. Something changes. She disagrees with. Her. She disobeys her mom, and she goes out to a club and drinks and does drugs. Like yeah. that should have happened way sooner. Like yeah. way, that should have been, been the break in the two. That should have yeah. been the yeah. second yeah. act. Absolutely, absolutely. Are them even the mid, mid? No, it should have been the break in the two. You're right. Yep. I, I yeah I agree one hundred percent yeah and this movie does take more time to get there which is why I think that Natalie Portman's comment about comparing this movie to Rosemary's Baby is actually extremely um, appropriate because Rosemary's Baby is also a very slow build it is it's like oh what's over here but the ending oh, comes yeah. out of nowhere Parasite? in that movie though it feels it doesn't like it come comes out, out of nowhere. nowhere in that movie they talk about the witchcraft forever they're building up i know to but it. it feels they have the fucking chance through the walls that movie sucked yeah it was terrible it feels like there's a huge <laughs> I turn don't want to say it sucked <laughs> you know it sucks it just it it doesn't, doesn't hold up suck. it just doesn't it's, hold up not only is it terrible but it was made by a better ass so it it's was getting both right yeah well <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he um, just makes bad movies. That guy. Natalie Portman deserved the Oscar for this. My, in my she opinion. did. Before Incredible. we watched it, we had talked about like, holy fuck, she won the Oscar for this. And we were kind of like going into the movie wondering about yep. the credibility of it. And I'd never seen the movie when we started watching it. It was very like before half point, I think. That John and I um, and Hillary watched with us, and we were kind of like, "Oh, she's nailing it!" Yeah, like this movie is very demanding of her. Oh, insane! Yeah, she and clearly she spent time getting ready. Kills it. Like the uh, the the physique, she lost apparently twenty pounds for this, and you can yeah. tell. Which on no, someone her size is a win. lot of fucking oh, yeah. weight, man. Big time. No, she deserves to win for sure. Yeah, she she nailed it. Everybody does a, a good job. The coach, um, Mila Kunis, does a really great job as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it works. It all comes across as they intend with the relationship between the two girls and the, the competition that's built and just supported by her craziness. Like, that part of the movie definitely works. I think so too, yeah. Um, and But does it hold up, John? Yeah, that's the question, I guess, where we're coming to. <laughs> Um, well, want, want me to call? answer first? Yeah, I do. I thought a lot about this movie, and what a, the conclusion that I came to is that this movie's not as much about like deep underlying messages and hidden meanings and things like that. I think this movie is more of a watch this fucked up thing happen from start to finish. So if you're looking for 
big arcs of character, which there kind of is uh, for uh, Natalie Portman, but there's also some weird arcs at the end. Um, I just don't think you're going to find it if you like that. If you think about this movie in a conventional format, I think it, it just ends up being one of those ones that takes a lot of time and it's really slow and deliberate to build. And um, it's a bit too slow uh, is how I kind of feel about it. But at the end of the day, I'm going to say it holds up um, because there's, it's not like obviously bad. It doesn't fail at what it's trying to do. It's, it's a crazy messed up story. And if you're willing to appreciate what goes into like ballet as a, as a backdrop for the story and watch some coaches raging on their students and people descending into madness, you could do a lot worse than black Swan. Let me tell you. And it's, it's beautifully shot and, the creepy parts are creepy, man. I cringe when people are peeling their skin off. <laughs> That's not cool. Um, the the ending is not offensive. Um, the acting is stellar. It looks beautiful. Uh, it's got some problems. I wish it were shorter, but it's not enough to ruin it. I, I, I wouldn't watch this movie a ton. It doesn't have that rewatch appeal for me. It would probably be another decade before I checked it out again, but that doesn't mean it's bad. It's probably actually worth saying you should see it because it's, it's got a lot of very unique things about it. So for that reason, I like it enough to say it holds up black Swan two for two Aronofsky. Yeah. We weren't expecting that. Were you motherfuckers? Huh? Well, what I was actually, the Aronofsky movie before? Um, Requiem for uh, a dream. Requiem. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's a good one. Brent, yeah. you going to go next? Uh, I'll go. Yeah. I absolutely think this movie holds up. You guys know, I don't mind pacing. Um, the slow buildup on this is good to me. I find that, um, well, Colin will say that new information must be gained on every scene. And I was paying attention during this, and I do feel like there's an escalation or something else that we're gaining on every scene. John said, beautifully shot. The acting is immaculate. Um... Natalie Portman blows my goddamn mind in this. Mila Kunis, not a lot demanded of her, but I think Mila Kunis is fucking money. And yeah, uh, yeah this movie holds up, man. I love it. I, I really did love this movie. I kind of had the feeling that I might because it was dark and whatever, but I feel like he captured it really well. I feel like he took... If that Rosemary's Baby comparison is there, I feel like he took that kind of um, that slow that burn package, yeah, and and improved upon it. Yeah, because yeah. the the underlying content of the ballet, like whether you like ballet or not, if you can appreciate watching, you know, pro athletes do their thing, that's a better backdrop than I live in an apartment building. Oh, one hundred percent. The competitiveness <laughs> between the ballet dancers. Yeah. The way that that's captured just with glances, like we don't have to deal with dialogue for it. It's ca it's done very well. Yeah. A lot of the stuff that we're fucking getting from this movie, the the tension and whatever else is very much show don't tell, right? Yeah. It's yeah. done like Aronofsky, I don't think we have to fucking debate knows what the fuck he's doing. Yes. But um but in this movie in particular, I feel like the subtext or the the 
you know the the nonverbal communication of of plot points is is done very well. Yep. Com- comparing this to Rosemary's Baby makes me like it less. But <laughs> if you take that comparison away, <laughs> I think it's someone who's dying for a perfect someone who want who does is seeking perfection. She's immature because this is all she's focused on. She hasn't developed herself friendships. She hasn't developed relationships with people. That's she's not immature. Just immature. That's driven art artist. But but her immaturity comes from it would be like the immaturity of like a of a young um, of gymnast for the Olympics or something like that who like who do, her who mom doesn't let her out of the house. She gets good grades and all she does is trains. And she has friends, you know, other friends who compete with her and stuff. But that's kind of her whole life is just that. Yeah. And that's what I got from this movie is what her life must have been like. Why was she so immature? And like why she was like a little kid with her mom and that she wanted to be perfect. And then at the end, she finds perfection. The thing that saves this movie is the end. You can have a bad movie, but be saved in the end if the ending is good enough. And when she says to... The, the director, when he looks up at, sees her blood bleeding and stuff and that she's like going to die, she looks up, up and says it was perfect. Yeah. And I fucking love that. I love that because she she succeeded. Even though she died, she still succeeded. Yeah. And the, so the, that's, that's all she wanted, is, right? Yeah. Yes. She doesn't give a shit. That, she didn't want to continue. <laughs> she that, just wanted perfection. That's what's so fascinatingly. Yeah. So I think this movie holds up because the ending oh, yeah. saves okay, it. Because awesome. oh the ending saves God. it. God. I can't fucking believe you guys. You got to have that. a good ending, man. After yeah. the text and everything <laughs> else this week, alluding to like, I can't wait to talk about this. Usually, to me, that indicates that Colin's going to be like, "No, I want to hear what you guys." This movie is something that's blown out of proportion, does not meet expectations because because you you hadn't because you hadn't surprised man because you hadn't seen it. So I wanted to hear your thoughts on it, dude. I had not seen this, but I like. I think it's think it's fucking really well done, man. That and especially with the slow build, I can appreciate. Like that Rosemary's Baby, I I don't mind the build on that, even though I don't think that movie is fucking great. You didn't say it that, held up, did you? <laughs> no, I think I said it didn't. No, no um, I would say that holds up. But I mean, like, I still appreciate that type of shit. 2001, I like, like, that That's type fair. of shit. So I could yeah. see how you guys could fall on the other side of the coin here, but, um, but it's I'm happy because to of, see because this. this movie is so open to interpretation that that yes. is what my interpretation was of the movie and, and and that to me that is what this movie is about and so watching someone trying to achieve perfection and then dying for it is kind of cool like well, the, I, I'll make a movie like that someday that's a cool movie a great the goddamn whole... point there that that this movie is so open at the end of the day for everyone's interpretation like it is we don't have it, yeah. to look at this in one way to enjoy no. it oh, no, we no, can no. all see it from a different angle and you can think different things about different characters and so like one yeah. interesting thing that i've learned over the past like one or two years is even if a bunch of fucked up shit has happened to you in your life if you've had if you've had fucked up people in your life but like you are where you are now and you kind of dig where you are in your life then you gotta like kind of almost acknowledge the fucked up shit that happened is making you what you are 
and so robins right now yeah it's kind of it right and so that's endlessly fascinating to me that um you know you could look at this movie and you try and understand like where she's coming from and and what happens and how it could have been different but you could look at this movie as like she did it and is that if if that's the only way she could have won and got what she wanted that she was giving everything for then everything that happened to get her there was probably the right thing to have happened which means okay the sexual with, assault and the other stuff that happened too like maybe there was another way to get her there okay but, but did she kill beth because she was really in the elevator with bloody hands holding the knife yeah and beth definitely was stabbed and was stabbing herself but at the end of the day nina had that fucking uh nail file the file i don't and yeah, bloody I don't hands no i she i I, th- I think she did kill her what i'm saying is is you that do, do think she killed beth because she I, didn't kill mila kunis that was a fucking red herring well the movie is filled with goddamn red herrings yeah i know that's true it's my I, biggest I do, fucking problem my, with it my interpretation would be that she did but once again that's what's so great yeah. with this movie but one, but once again you you have to be a master to be able to make a movie that that plays like this yeah <laughs> because to be able to like like i definitely like i think that's the hardest thing for when 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 i was writing a project i currently wrote yeah is like being able to do that to walk that kind of line is so 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 hard yeah because i want everybody watching it to connect so i don't ever want to be so specific that that it it, it it I don't want to be exclusive. I want I want everyone to be able to get sucked in, and uh, but but if you have the wrong piece of dialogue, the person says something or he does something, and it's too specific, it it will like eliminate people. Like and this movie doesn't do that. Yeah, I, it's just a fine line to walk that I was always trying to walk. Um, it sounds on, like it yeah. should be an easy thing to be relatable. It's not. But it's not. No. Because you do, like, I find, I mean, I find us to be the least relatable to the common <laughs> shit. Maybe, yeah. Right? But, I mean, this movie hits for us. So maybe this movie is just for fucking atypicals. Or it's one of those movies that is able to capture kind of the fucking but I feel like experience that's what I feel like Aaron Sorkin does with Moneyball or he does with the social network Moneyball and the social network are like both movies that are so inclusive that you don't have to you don't have to understand ballet in this movie you don't have to be a fan of ballet Uh, you don't have to be a fan of baseball to watch Moneyball in fact it doesn't matter whatsoever so when you can do that to someone and and make them interested in something that they would never be. I would never be interested in a baseball movie. I Much like I would never be interested in baseball. ballet, but it was very interesting. I don't care about ballet either. Very interesting to watch in this movie. I don't care about I don't care about Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook either. Yeah, but I've watched that movie like twenty times. Like it's it's that's what I mean. And and if people, yeah. So that's what I've been trying to do. I think when I watch this movie, it is possible to do this. But it's really, really hard. It's so fucking hard, guys. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I that's believe. why I appreciate it more. This is a masterful more. execution here. Yeah, yeah like I appreciate a, a, it. One or two thing goes wrong, like more than what we kind of 
just talked about. If you edited the first things. twenty minutes out of this movie, though, yeah. it'd be even better. But it could have went the other way if, like, <laughs> yeah. if you if you were missing some of the magic that goes into it. So, like, great chemistry with the cast, and I could and find some spots. I know I'm you sure. all could. We all, no, no, could. we all, yeah. I think that's that's even fine. if you the cut cuts, things in half. The cuts are easy in this movie. Yeah, the they cuts are. are not a problem. I mean, you can sit down and make this movie shorter, and you don't detract. Yeah, I think so too. Yep. You could even make it. You could even you could c- even cut certain things in half, and, oh, yeah. and make them better. Just cut. C- get out of scenes earlier. Yeah. Yep. L- little things like that. Just get out of there. Get what the you thing need. Is, and get the fuck out. I find it's a very intentional slow burn. So I think those things were deliberate. I know. And they obviously are. they don't ruin it. But no, nope. I do agree. This could be expedited, but I wonder if. That does kill um, an aspect of that tension. What What does Hillary think? Oh, she thinks it holds up. Mm. Okay. Mm. Yeah, she really enjoyed it. She also thinks Rosemary's Baby holds up. Oh, my yeah, girl has my girl has an absolute <laughs> tolerance <laughs> for the slow burn. All right. And, uh, the oh, yeah, there. I can see that. That is fair. Yep. Yeah. She's right. a big fan of the old shit too, right? Like those big old fucking long ass Casablanca black and, and white stuff movies. like that. Oh yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. She's all about it. So um I mean as far as long storytelling goes, she's she was born into it. That was my thing. <laughs> she was born into it, yes. All right. Uh that's gonna be all she wrote for today, folks. Um obviously this is even in its holding up somewhat controversial a flick. Um, but probably it's worth seeing. Probably Brent would be the biggest encourager of the of the three of us. Colin, Absolutely. I mean, if you folks have listened to the show a bit and hear Colin talk about movies, to hear him talk about how close a line this one walks, getting out at the end with a squeaky hold up, you got to see it just to see how that all shook out. And there's some crazy stuff in this movie. It's, you know, compared to other horror slash thriller, this one is definitely on the light side. So I don't think it's like so creepy it'll freak everybody out. Um, no. But there I are just there are just moments of cringe, right? I think that theme that theme of of dying doing something you love once again is so powerful to me that I want to not only steal it, but I feel like other people feel that way too. Even if you're not passionate, like specifically about your job or or something, something you you understand the idea of like rather going out doing something you love is. There's something very attractive to that idea. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I gotta believe there's something that everyone would be willing to die for. I think so. Or just at a certain point, at a certain point in their life, be in that position. Like, you've been through so much, it's like, okay, I'm fucking ready. Yeah. I'm ready to go. Or I've had enough, or whatever it's gonna be to push you over the the edge. Hopefully it's hard work and perseverance. That was me at my 40th birthday. I was like, fucking done. But even people Let's say like go. about someone someone made a joke, some some famous person's parents, I think it's Matthew McConaughey's father, died in the middle of sex with his mother. And the, the, they always talk about in interviews and stuff, and he's like, he went happy or, you know, he went doing something he loves. Yeah. And once again, even those kinds of ideas, it's just like, I don't, I wouldn't mind going that way <laughs> as well. You know, like, <laughs> that's just sounds like a good way to go. <laughs> Fucking absolutely. Yeah. Why my, not? My granddad died on the toilet. Let me tell you, 
That's not how you want to go. That's how Elvis went. You want to go fucking. <laughs> you want to go fucking, everybody. Instead of on the toilet? Yeah, absolutely. That's how Elvis died, guys. Absolutely. Okay, well, that was tons of fun. Elvis um, ate, like, a shitload of shit. Elvis was so fried peanut up, butter sandwiches. he was Bring it. bound to die on a toilet. Yeah, that guy had some had some issues. Um, here are my issues. I have none. <laughs> After this episode releases... There'll be about a week, and then we're going to have our Christmas Day episode. Not one, not two, not three, but four Christmases, yo. Do I keep doing that? How many Probably. times have we heard that <laughs> joke? <laughs> it's the most obvious from this wonderful <laughs> Christmas classic with Hanson. Hey, it's not one joke. It's not two I jokes. I would like to host. It's four like times to, we're going to hear this joke. I, I would like to host four Christmases, by the way. I would like to host. I I want to do uh, hosting for that one. All right, cool. Oh, all right, all right. Uh, but most importantly, at the end of our four Christmases episode, we're gonna fill you in on 2023 and what it has to offer. Uh, with five solid episodes coming in January. Yeah. Yeah. But you gotta wait for that one. So, um, thanks for chilling with us for this one. Go check out Black Swan. Uh, definitely let us know what you think about it. Um, we'll see you in the next one for Christmases. Have fun till then. And as always, enjoy your shit. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.